Hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus. I'm the coach of Rapanorama this year for Supercoach NRL. And it's another team previews podcast where we're going to cover the Dragons and we're going to cover the Warriors. I'm going to be doing it with two guests because it's better to talk to fans of the club, I guess, because you get a better understanding. You're there in forums. They may even get inside info from the club where you find out about lineups and stuff a lot better. You know, last week, just talking to the Cowboy from the Points Per Minute podcast, I got some good indications of what their lineup might be. Lolo to the to the prop, Cotter at the in the lock position, Lukey to start. Lots of stuff, you know. They, you know, things like Gilbert training on an edge, all that sort of stuff comes in really handy talking to a fan from the actual club. So we're going to cover the Dragons first tonight. I've got a guest on the program. We spoke to him last year on the Adrianosaurus podcast, and it's Kev, who's the the biggest bloody dragons fan i've ever seen i went to a game with him the raiders won that one actually but thank you for coming on the show and welcome kev thank you for having me it's a pleasure as always now the dragons we were talking off air in my first attempt at record and and look i see a lot of people giving them no hope this year probably finishing towards the bottom end of the draw i've even seen some people saying the spoon um i don't know if i fully agree with that i think they've made some shrewd signings you know i don't mind you know your sewer i don't mind your suli um you know they've got georgie burgess over if he can make it over that hip um they've got some good youngsters as well so i think they might actually you know do it better than people are expecting this year i know that you're a fan but how do you think they're going to go uh it's not much different to last year they had us as the wooden spoon as last year and um if it wasn't if it wasn't for uh, Vaughan's infamous barbecue, I, I, we would have made the eight, in my opinion, because the season just went backwards. We lost like eight in a row of our last eight, and we were pretty entrenched in the top eight for the majority of the year. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we can get in the eight, uh, but I definitely feel we'll go better than last year. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know the, the you've got a bit of experience in in some of the signings. Um, and you've got some kids that were blooded last year, uh, uh, a la Sloan and Amone and that, who I think, you know, showed a lot of promise. But we'll go through what their predicted lineup is. Um, I'm going off Fox Sports. And look, I've done a few potties so far previewing teams and I haven't agreed with all of the spots. You know, they've got Charles Nickel Clocks there playing in the centres, you know, and I don't agree with that. He'll play fullback. But let's go through their lineup. In the fullback, I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to see Tyrell Sloan in the fullback position. Good young up-and-comer. Looked pretty good last year. He's actually an interesting one, which we'll cover in the mids because he's a fullback um, that you can pick in center wing. Him and a few others this year, like the Hammer, you know, they're probably not... Your, your big ones, not like a Heinz, you know, who you could pick in center wing last year and he was playing fullback. He's an out and out sort of weapon, but there's potential, you know, that these could be really good players to pick in your super coach team, you know, just the fullback who plays in the center wing, but we'll get to him. Um, Fox has Cody Ramsey on the wing. You don't think it's going to be him. You think it's going to be the fee guy um, brother, one of them. Uh, I, I certainly hope it's going to be Matt. Max Max Fiaghi, uh, I just really like the way he carries the ball from the back end. He has uh, not many errors in him. He carts the ball strong. Uh, both the brothers are quite good, I, but I, I, I believe Max should get that spot. Yeah, I mean, look, they seem to have put a lot of, given Ramsey a lot of time. You know, they really seem invested in him. They try to get him to go into fullback. I saw some images of um, Ramsey. It looks like he's put on a bit of, bulk he's, he's looking a bit bigger well, it's, it's no sledge on uh ramsey like 
I think he's a good player too. It's just I don't know if he's suited in that wing position. Uh, he's a he's a good fullback, but now with Sloan coming on the scene, you've really got to go with uh, who impressed the most, I guess, and and yeah. actually give him some time, not chop and change like we've been guilty of doing between Lomax one game, Jack Bird one game. Yep. Yeah. Constantly switch changing. Give the yeah. kid a go and let him see what he can do. Yep. All right. Well, it could be one or the other, I think. And um, look, one of your new signings, Moses Suley in one center spot and Zach Lomax in the other one. Um, we'll cover Zach Lomax when we talk about mids uh, and Ravalawa on the wing, the other wing. Now, here is one spot where I differ to Fox Sports, and maybe you do as well. They've got Jaden Sullivan in the six. Do you see Sullivan being the sixth this year for the Dragons? No. Uh, the only way I see Sullivan getting in the halves for the Dragons is if they decide to move Ben Hunt to hooker, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I had Amone in there um, in the six, and uh, I mean, look, I've talked to a few Dragons fans and they all give the exact same answer. You know, all of them are saying Amone, um, ahead of Sullivan, but Fox Sports has got a, a Sullivan. Now, the reason why that probably, you know, it's important because he's a good cheapie, you know, Monet in the 200K price point, and he's in near lots of teams, you know. So if it's not him and it is Sullivan, it's going to really put the kibosh on a lot of people. You know, I'm hearing news today, you know, that there's a chance or there's, there's a lot of chat that it's not going to be Suwali to start the year for the Chooks, that it might be Billy Smith or Naguama you know, to, to take that spot. So that'll put the kibosh on another midi, you know. So we really, we really want Amone. <laughs> He's going to be playing 5'8". You can pick him in 5'8 or in your center wing, which is a good jewel to have, especially if you have someone like Kurt Mann. You know, he's looking like he's going to play some lock and he's also center wing in 5'8". So, look, we'll have to wait and see. It'll be interesting in the trials because I feel like, you know, in the charity shield and stuff, they will play it how they're going to line up. You'd think they they always have the team. The team that runs out is pretty much the team that they're going to start round one with. Uh, and in the last twenty, it'll just be a case of seeing what anybody else has. Yeah. So look, it, look, it'll be a real pity, you know, for Super Coach purposes if it's not Amone. But you know, I, I disagree with Fox. I think it's going to be Amone. Ben Hunt in the seven. Um, we'll talk about him, you know, in in the. Super coach sense uh, when we go through the the guns, semi guns, and mids and stuff. He's lost hooker off off in super coach. He's halfback only, which is a bit of a bum. Um, but he he'll be there in the seven. Um, in the eight, they've got Blake Laurie. You think he'll be starting eight this year? It, it really going to depend on what path they go with their lock position. So if if they're going to go down the path of having Jack Bird at lock, then no, Laurie won't be in the front row. I believe the front row would be uh, Francis Molo partnering up with Jack DeBellin. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because they've got it. They've got it real wonky. They've got you know Laurie in the eight, obviously McCulloch in the nine, Aaron Woods starting in the ten, you know Jaden Stewart and, and um, Tarek Sims. I think they've locked in second row, and they've got DeBellin at lock. I probably will we see all the mail out is that Jack Bird's training at lock. You know, I've always seen him, and in the modern game, probably suits a mobile lock. Not that um, Devellin's not a good lock; I think he is, but he can definitely play prop. Um, 
so I probably see DeBellin starting at prop and and uh, Jack Bird starting, you know, at, at 13. Your bench is going to be Moses Embai in the 14, um, Georgie Burgess, uh, Francis Molo, which you think you might start at prop, you know, ahead of someone like Aaron Woods and maybe Woodsy off the bench. Um, and, well, they've got Jack Bird. Oh, so it'll be... Um, They've got Jack Bird as 17, but I'm saying it'll be Blake Laurie. And that's how much you you think they're pretty much they're going to line up? Yeah, well, if, if all the mail I'm hearing is about Jack Bird at lock, then yeah, they'd be going up with uh, Francis Milo and Jack yeah. DeBellin up front. And then you'd have a bench of Umbai or Sullivan could get some goes there. Uh, but the a front row rotation off the bench consisting of George Burgess, Woods, Blake Laurie. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty much like that. That's my guess. There, there's no point, you know, I think because they've got um, Lomax and Suley, you know, who are strong centres, you, they're going to try to find a spot for Jack Bird. And I think he's always looked to me like he could play lock. So, yeah, I think it'll be like that. You know, someone at a cheap price that I see in a few teams is George Burgess. You think on his name alone, he probably gets okay minutes, but they do have a lot of props on that bench. We'll go through that, obviously, when we talk about players and options, but that, that's pretty much how it's going to be. Line, you know, the lineup's going to work. I think the biggest thing is going to be who plays in that six uh, and, you know, how does the sort of eights and 13 look really for them um, position-wise. But the Charity Shield's going to give us all the answers we need. Okay, let's go through in a guns, semi-guns, mids, and cheapies sense. Look, guns, when I talk about guns, I'm talking 70-plus, you know, for players. And in that sense, there's no guns really in the Dragons based on last year's performances. But they do have one semi-gun. And on performances last year, Ben Hunt was their semi-gun. He cost you 590000 300 and his average last year was 67.3 the way i see ben hunt this year is you know there's he's probably a little overpriced you know he was handy while you could pick him in hooker because hooker was such a dead wasteland last year with him being able to with him only being able to be picked in half back this year i think he might be just a bit over especially when they've got like sj and sexton and a few other options at a a good clip cheaper than him. How do you feel about Hunt this year for super coach yeah. purposes? Yeah, the, the dual position hurts hurts his options. It's it's not someone you'd really go down that path for the halfback only. Yeah, because I mean look, based on last year, you know, 67 in hooker was good, you know, but you needed a little more in halfback or you need to find some value. So you know, I'm going to put him on a no-go this year for me. Um, but look, last year, 67.3, you know, it's an average you would have taken, you know. But let's go down to the mids. And I think this is where it's all sort of happening for the Dragons. One of the mids that's probably interesting, I put a post on there today, you know, these rumoured locks in, um, what's his name, Jack Bird and uh, the Cowboys one as well. You know, there's there's a few players and Kurt Mann, who are rumoured to be playing some lock this year. We think that Jack Bird's going to be playing lock at 498,600, dual wing and second row forward. Um, how do you feel about Jack Bird this year? 56.9 average last year. Um, 
is he is he a bit expen- too expensive for you there? I mean, I know that people are looking at you and Aiken, you know, uh, who's in the same sort of, you know, field. You can get him instead. Would you prefer probably Aiken? Um, if Jack Bird's playing at lock, I'll have both of them. Mm. Um, yeah, they are a bit pricey. It's more than what I want to spend in my centres normally. But um, they would be two players that I'd probably pick, set and forget in my centres for the rest of the year. There's not many back rowers out there going to be playing 80 minutes in the centre dual position role. And, and I've always liked that tactic in super coach teams of mine. Yeah, and I mean, look, he's got a super coach friendly game when he's up and running. He hasn't had 100% fitness, Jack Bird. If he was 400K, you know, I'd be way more tempted. I think at the 498, you know, he's, he's probably a little too expensive for me and I'll probably go Aiken. You know, people are going, I think, down there, if they're looking for a second row, you got you got that one from Penrith Panthers, Isaac Targo. You can get him for 280K. He's dual. You can get you and Aiken. People are probably picking. I had to pick between Stags, you know, Jack Bird, and you and Aiken. I, I decided to go with Aiken. I just think, you know, Aiken showed a bit last year, seventies type stuff. You know, when he was in towards the back end, when he was playing, you know, big minutes in the back row. But look, I like the look of Jack Bird. I just wish he was a bit cheaper. Um, Lomax, Lomax is four hundred ninety six thousand eight hundred. He's 2021 average was 56.7. It was a bit of a down year for him, goal-kicking, centering, who did a lot better the year before, quite frankly. But I want to – I've taken a little bit of a snapshot at him on on last year. Um, He had one 18-minute game last year where he scored five points. If we take that out, his average for the year was 61.36, which is a lot more respectable. So we've probably got a bit of value for someone the quality of – of Lomax, a goal kicking second center wing. Um, and, you know, you look at last year's average 56.7, you probably say that doesn't excite me, but how do you feel about him? You know, when you take out that injury affected game and he's a 61.36. Yeah, I, I, I rate Zach Lomax. Um, he's, he's for me, he's, he, he can be in that gun category. I'm prepared to write off last season with, uh, that thumb injury and, and just an injury plague season. And when he did get back into the side, the Dragons were just absolutely woeful. There was really affected probably his super coach output. But to me, he, like if you go to the year before, he was pumping out some really, really big scores. Yeah, that's it. I think he's got the potential, you know, he, he, which it was being spoken about in, origin circles, you know, he's going to be in the next origin center, you know, and he's, he pulls off these amazing games. You know, he's a very good goal kicker. Um, you know, I think at 496, 800, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at that, that to what the average last year, he looked like he had a horrible year, you know, but still 61.6. That's how good his output is. So uh, I probably, you know, looking at center wing, because if I picked a uh, bird, I'd pick him in the center wing but I would almost prefer Lomax with the goal kicking, you know, and knowing what he could do, you know, what he did when he was at full fitness the year before. I like him as an option this year. Um, You know, I think he's probably, again, I'd like him at 400K, but I think he's unders for what he's capable of, you know, this year. Um, Zach Lomax. So there you go. He's one I'm giving a tick to, and I'd probably take him ahead of Bird. Um, Devalon. We mentioned that he'd be in the in the prop position. You know, people are going, um, you know, uh, 
Utikamano, you know, they're going Lindsay Collins, they're going Jai Arrow, um, DeBellin, you know, after a few years off, last year he finished with an average of 54.9. You think he'd be better for the run, you know, but he obviously is second row forward only. This, But if he's playing in the prop rotation after round six, he'll get dual, you'd think, based on the new rules in Supercoach. Um, it wasn't a bad average last year, you know, at 481,000, um, you know, I think he's got to be better than better for the run, you know, better in fitness, having, you know, been back in the game for a year. What about you? Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be better for the run. He's a bit meat and potatoes, you know, but, you know, 54.9 and for 481,000. And it'll be playing a different role. You, you, uh, you'd, you'd find some attacking stats for a front rower coming out of him. You know, he's got the soft hands. Uh, he's got the leg speed at the line. He can beat a player. I usually see Jack DeBellin in the role around the back, someone looping around, creating the overlap, like that game where he came back against Brisbane. I think he was involved in six tries. Uh, and uh, he won't be playing that sort of a role up, at, up front, but he's got a good offload on him and, and he's got those soft hands. So you could get some attacking stats for a front rower out of him. Yeah, I think that if, if we if we if we think that Jack Bird's going to be picked at lock and then he's going to go into the front row rotation, I just think with players like you know George Burgess and um, Aaron Woods in there, that the minute share might be an issue. You got and you're going to have Laurie in there on the bench as well. I mean, he'd probably be the one that'd get the most minutes out of them, but I just think the minutes might go down. You know, uh, unfortunately. So I'm going to say he he's one that I'll probably steer clear of. I think there's a bit of value in you know. Capewell's going to go to the Broncos. Not that he's been, I think Jack DeBellin's probably a better scorer than him, but uh, he's gone up in a role. He's going to go to the Broncos and probably play 70 minutes. You'd think he's a marquee signing. They've got a lot of young forwards. Um, you know, if he gets dual, uh, that's where he'd probably be more interesting to me. If he was front row forward like Jai Arrow, and I could pick him in the front row for 480, and he's going to average probably 55, 60, you know, it could be an option. But yeah, second row forward only. And I think if he is in that front row rotation, the minutes could be an issue. Um, Sloan, he's going to be one of those ones you can pick in the center wing from fullback. Um, 447,500. I was talking to the Cowboy and he's got the hammer in because that's the same sort of price point for the hammer. I think he's 418, but you can pick him in the center wing. He's going to be a fullback, you know, no doubt. And last year, the average from Sloan was 63.8. It was only five games, but he looks a likely customer. Yeah, look, I, I really like Sloan, or what I've seen of him. Um, he, he doesn't seem lazy. He's always sniffing around that ruck, looking for work, backing up the play. He's not dying on the play. Uh, that's, that's where you want your fullbacks to be. Like, look at Tedesco and look at Tommy. Uh, Pappenhausen, they're always following up their forwards just for the chance of that little offload or a little half break. Um, not saying that Sloan's in those type of players or in that elite level, but you can see him back in the field of play, just chasing those sorts of things. And it's what you want to see from your fullback to get involved and, and be involved. And it could be a real breakout year for him. Don't know if I'm going to have him yet, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You've got these ones that look appealing to me in the Dragons. It's Bird, it's Lomax, an underpriced Lomax, and it's Sloan. All these ones you can pick in your center wing, they're at them in the 400s. 
I don't think I'd want all of them, but I could pick one out of them. If I was probably saying out of those three, Sloan, Lomax, and Bird, the one that I would pick, if I was picking for my team, I would pick Lomax because he's kicking goals and I know what he was doing you know, before. He, last year he had that injury, which I think he was really hampered by. So I'm going to go based on what I think he's capable of, which is a 65-70 type average. You know, So I'd probably pick him. Um, a couple of others that I wanted to mention, which are probably avoids for me. Um, McCulloch, you know, he's a bit of a tackle bot, 450,000. His average last year was 51.4. He's not someone for me because I think, you know, everyone's going the Harry Grant, you know, and the Randall, you know, or, or you know, a Marnie or a Cook and, and Randall. You can go for the premium and cheapy option. Um, if you're going, you know, slightly cheaper in the hooker position, um, I don't know if you'd go McCulloch. You know, I just don't think there's enough there, you know, for you. In in the in the hooking position, um, Jaden Sewer four hundred twenty six thousand three hundred. The average wasn't fantastic last year. He's not screaming by me. It was forty eight point one. The thing is, is that he actually had really sort of all over the place minutes last year. But I've just taken a little snapshot of him on eighty minute games, which he played a few of last year. His average was fifty six point five, which is a bit more respectable. Um, you know, he is low 400s in price. So he's going to be around that price of Liam Martin and um, Kurt Capewell. So, you know, he's probably doesn't offer to me. He doesn't not as appealing to me as them because I think, you know, like I said, Capewell's going to go into a 70 minute type role. And, you know, you've got um, Liam Martin, you know, top of the table parent Panthers team. So there's probably a bit of attack in there as well for him, but, Sue is a good signing for the Dragons and, you know, he's, he's, he'll get you 55 to 60, you know, I think if he plays 80 minutes, but do you reckon he'd play 80 minutes in that Dragons pack? If you're looking at our, our rotation, it's, it's three big front rowers on the bench, unless they decide to go with Fiamano on the bench. So I do see our, our edges playing 70 to 80 minutes. You do always have the option that, you know, you could give them a rest and you could slide Jack Bird into an edge and then Jack DeBellin back to lock and then rotate three of the bigger boys between Woods, Burgess, Molo and Laurie. So you've got that flexibility there. But Jaden Sua, Tarek Sims, they'll, they'll get you close to 70 to 80 minutes a game. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, they're just... The net sewer has never quite been super coach relevant. You know, he's, he's always been looked like you think he would be. Um, you know, and even the same with what's his name, you know, you think who did you just mention? Who's the other second rower? Eric Sims. Eric Sims. Yeah, he's he's okay without being and Maguire, you know, they're sort of okay without being great, you know, for super coach purposes. There's I think, another one that's back in Josh yeah. Maguire, he's back in the side. Yeah. Six weeks. Yeah. That's right. He's going to come back in for sure. Um, look, the cheap ones are Amone. We hope he gets that uh, playing 5-8 for the team. He's 284,000. He's 5'8 and center wing eligible. The average is probably not relevant last year because the limit of minutes and games. Um, but I've got him in my as my reserve 5'8 at the moment. And we really hope it's him for super coach purposes. Anyway, um, and all, all the Dragons fans I talk to really like Amone. So hopefully it's him. Um, and George Burgess, you know, no player has really come back from a hip, you know, replacement. It's a bit of a weird one for 
NRL, isn't it? But, you know, have you seen any footage of Georgie? How's he looking? He's looking fit. Uh, he's been um, he's been working a, a lot on his own since he got back. Uh, before the season ended last year, he was working on his own, uh, doing a lot of rehab. But uh, I've seen a few videos of him in, a, in an interview of him the other day. Uh, he says the body's there. He's starting to do contact work now. And uh, he says he feels better than he's ever felt. It's the first time he's actually run in, he can't remember a preseason or, uh, or the, any seasons in the past where he didn't have any pain. And, uh, well, I think it's a small gamble. And if it pays off, he could yeah. it could be really helpful. Because I don't know about super coach relevant, he might make you a bit of coin, you know, a bit of a slow cash burn. Yeah, I think, you know, there's going to be a benchy front row that some people are going to go with. It could be Spencer Lee New, people, I see Tepoi Maroa in a lot of teams. I think George Burgess is a better purchase because I don't think George is going to ever be out of their 17, you know, really, because of his name. You know, he, he may not get big minutes, but, you know, Nelson Asafa Solomon is back in that Melbourne team. You know, you've got Chris Smith or whatever coming back after his one-week suspension. And I don't even think that Tepoi Maroa stays in their 17. Uh, post if he if he makes it to round one, I wouldn't be expecting him a hundred percent for round two. He's two hundred k and he's dual, but you know Georgie, he's two hundred and fifty. You could go lean you, who's going to get probably that same sort of minutes as um, George Burgess. And look, lean you has a really good PPM, so I'd probably lean towards him instead of Georgie. And a lot of people are going with that Aaron Penne, who's gone to the Warriors, 280-something thousand. Um, you know, he'll be a benchy, but probably get 40 minutes. He's got a good PPM, 1.1 or whatever. People probably think of about a 40 from him. But I think, you know, you just got to wait to see round one, team this Tuesday, how many of these 200 to, you know, probably Penne's price of the front rowers, even benchies, are going to be named. You know, I've got Max King, from the from the Bulldogs as one of my reserve front rowers because there's rumors that he might jag a bench spot. So that's all going to be subject to TLT, I think. Georgie, I have my worries about the hip and and also because they got a lot of big boys in that team, the minutes. You know, I, I'm not interested in Aaron Woods, not interested in Blake Laurie, and probably not interested in Georgie. Maybe Georgie because he's cheap. He'd be a, a, te- a big slow burn if you got him. But Again, I think that there are risks, I guess, with him, you know, compared to some of the others that are a bit more sort of set in stone. So I think the best prospects for the um, Dragons are going to be Amone, obviously on the cheap price uh, and the Jewel. I think it's going to be probably, I'm going to say Lomax, I think at 496 and goal kicking, you know, the, the take the injury affected game out of it last year, his average was 6136 then I think that that's a good price for him. Um, and I think probably um, Bird, you know, if he's playing lock and I see him in teams. So the center wing, second row forward is always handy in super coach. And I like Jack Bird as a player. I like to watch him. I think he's got some super coach ability in him. We hope he just makes it through the year uninjured, <laughs> really, as the most important thing. Well, last year would have done a world of good to him. He got through the whole year, uh, zero issues. Uh, his average last year was not bad as a centre. I think at that lock position, it could really climb. He reminds me of like, he, he did that sort of similar role as Cam Murray. He can beat you at the line. You don't even realise he's beat you. It's just deceiving with the footwork and the strength. Um, and he, he's got the ball playing skills. Like he, he's just guilty of uh, his own versatility. You could put him anywhere 
fullback, 5'8", centre, centre. So it's just a matter of where they fit him in. Yep. All right, well, let's but look at the... I'm only interested in if he's playing that lock position. Yeah, yep, agree. Um, look, the run for the Dragons, they start off with the Warriors. There's probably a, a reasonable matchup. Then they go into the Panthers, which is a tough one. They have the Sharks, who we think are going to be a resurgent team this year. Um, they play the Eels, you know, who we think are going to be top, you know, six. Then they play the Rabbitohs, the Knights, the Roosters, the Tigers, the Storm. So, you know, then they go, you know, Titans. I don't think it's the easiest run in the world, you know, really for Dragons. So my advice to people from a super coach point of view is be maybe, you know, I like Aiken because the Warriors have a great draw, you know, to start the year. And that's why I probably picked him over Bird. You know, so maybe take into consideration Dragons having a hard draw, you know, and other teams having an easy draw. I don't think that should dominate your super coach choices, but it should be something that you maybe think about. I think it's a pretty hard draw for the Dragons. See a little friend on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's grown up since you last saw him. Yeah, game. you're much bigger. <laughs> uh, well, what else have we got for super coach? Look, I revealed my team today on the old pages. I've gone you know, a team with um, Nathan Cleary in it, which we all know the teams that have Nathan Cleary and Turbo in it. They look pretty skinny in some areas. Did you manage to have a look at my team? I did a little video about it. And, yeah, and- I did a team. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at getting Cleary into my team, but I just find that to fit Cleary in, you're losing elsewhere, especially if you want both Papa, Teddy, and um, Harry Grant. Yeah. It's not, not the easiest thing to do. Uh, I, I'm not sold or convinced yet if I'm bringing Cleary in, but he's the best halfback by a country mile in the game. And yeah. not having him, your season could be over before you know it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've flopped between yes and no on him just for whether I'll have him in my team. I, originally, I had him in, and they said he's not going to be in till round three or four. Then they said now he's already back to wrestling, and he's saying that he wants to be there for round one. As far as I'm concerned, if he's there for round one, I want him in, and I'm trying to get used to my team, what it looks like if I've got Cleary in there. I think this year, you know, I'm, I'm somebody, you play me in a lot of cash leagues. That's how we know each other. I'm, I go in with three nuffs, you know, to start the year. I'm a big nuff guy, but I don't know if you can do that this year. So having Cleary, it'll all hinge on the fact that we get enough playable cheapies out there for you to be able to pick him. Um, and if you can do that, because you need 23, 24 playable options in your team. You can't go in with three or four nuffs to start the year. Um, but, I mean, I released the team. I think, you know, I've probably gone skinny in the second row reserves and skinny in the center wing reserves. But that's what you've got to do if you want to have um, Cleary. But that was my main question to you was whether you're going to try to start him or not. Obviously, Turbo's out of the question, but you're going to have to fiddle and see if you like it with Cleary in there. Look, Cleary will, if if there are some cheap, genuine cheapy options, then Cleary becomes possibility. Uh, at the moment, I don't see a lot of genuine cheap. It's all guessing, guessing about Max King, guessing about Tarsi, guessing about uh, Marawa, guessing yep. about all these other players. While I, I don't like to guess, if I can see solid, cheapy options, then Cleary becomes a play. 
Yep, I agree. I think if it comes to, you know, I mean, in my team, I've got Maroa, you know, I've got Pia Cora. You're going to have to take a little punt on him because he's, he's suspended for round one. The mail is that he's training ahead of TC Rabati in the ones. So, you know, he looks like he's been favoured. You know, that's what we can see on the training with the Broncos. So I've just plugged him in, you know. There's a lot of team um, estimates or guesses that have got that Jack Howarth, who's gone to the Melbourne Storm, been signed for five years. They've got him in there in, as a reserve on their team. He's a bottom price, 175000 second row forward. All of it's going to hinge on how are these teams named. And, you know, I can I can post a video showing my team that looks pretty good on paper with Cleary in there. But if if I don't get Maroa, if I don't get, you know, uh, Taylor and May, and I don't get a lot of these ones that come through for me, you know, you don't get your Max King, you know, Bo Firma doesn't start at second row. They've go with Proctor. There's some adjustments that need to be made. And, you know, I've I've gone without players like Hass and I've gone Arrow and Utikamana. I've gone for some value in the front row. If you're listening to this podcast, you can jump on Supercoach by Adrianosaurus on the Facebook, my page and group, and you'll see my little video of my team in there. I've had to, I've had to cut it. You know, I have to shave some off in some areas in order to have Cleary. So, yeah, that's it. You know, your team balance is important this year, I think, because we're going to have interruptions from COVID. We've been given some extra trades. Um, all of it, whether you can have Cleary or not, is going to hinge on the on the cheapies. I, I think you, even if you've got all the cheapies, it'd be hard to have Turbo. I've seen some teams with Turbo in it. <laughs> they, they worry me. But, <laughs> you know, Cleary is one that I've you've got to think about. And I've got him in there currently just to try to get my mind used to whether I can do it or not. Kev? The Dragons, it was good to chat with you as always. Thanks for coming on. Um, we'll get you on again later on in the year when they were up and running in Supercoach. We'll do a bit of an update and see how you're traveling for Supercoach. We're in a lot of cashies again together. Well, we're in a few tipping comp- comps as well. Are you going to come up this year for Magic Round? Uh, magic Round, not certain, but I am looking at potentially being up there for Round 1. Dragons play the Warriors. Up at Redcliffe? Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll catch up then. Yeah, we'll have to catch up then. Well, thanks for coming on. Love you as always. And we'll talk again later in the year. Take it easy. Thanks, mate. Okay. And as promised, we're going to cover the Warriors. We've already covered uh, the Dragons. And I've got myself a heck of a bloody brilliant Warriors fan in Rowdy from the Fig Jam Sports podcast rowdy welcome to the show thanks mate thanks for the invite yeah well i mean i've got to admit you know, we're talking off air and there's probably some things about the warriors that we're interested in a lot of us super coaches and probably you know being a warriors fan just like i'm a raiders fan i've got an idea of how we're going to line up to start the year. you probably have a better idea about the warriors than i do so it'll be good to pick your brain and run a few questions by you and we'll obviously look at the the team uh, for guns, semi-guns, mids, and cheapies in the Warriors. I think the Warriors, you know, this they were close last year. I thought they did pretty well. Um, how do you see them going this year? I kind of have – I was talking to Brent from the BJ on game day about the, you know, the Knights, and a lot of people have them quite low, but I sort of see that ninth or eighth pretty much down to about 13 on the ladder, which is going to be a real dogfight. The Raiders will be in there as well. And I, I kind of see the Warriors as a team who could potentially take that eighth spot or they could go as low as like 13 if, you know, if that dogfight gets messy. How do you see the Warriors this year? Yeah, look, uh, I, I get uh, I get 
you know, the old, oh, he's a Warriors biased. But um, I actually think we'll finish 8th to 11. Um, it all depends on on COVID. We don't have a, a deep squad. So if we do get hit hard, we will struggle. Um, we do have a nice early draw, which is very handy. Um, and at this stage, we're looking at going back to New Zealand. Um, That'll I be a big thing. July, June, July. So, um, look, if we're in the hunt, if we're in the hunt when we get those, when we get to the home game. We will, we will make the finals. We will make the finals. Yeah, I think that'll be an interesting watch. And I, I, over the years, I've been interested in the Warriors from time to time. But I liked a little bit of what they showed last year. I liked a little bit of the resilience they've shown, obviously, for a couple of years being, you know, in Australia. You know, SJ is probably at the in his twilight years and his body's probably shot. But there's no way that that's not going to make an effect on the team around him, SJ going back to his, his home. You know, so I expect them to lift a little. Because SJ is there, he's got a he's got a massive smile on his face. Yeah, since he's been back, so you know, uh, a happy playmaker is a is good. Is, it can only be good for the team. So, yep, beautiful. All right, well, we're going to take a look at the lineup. Um, look, I'm going with my guests off Fox League, which you know I think you can take it with a grain of salt because they often have some odd ones in there. Whoever's writing those articles, you know, with team lists and predicted lists. Um, look, to start in round one, we do know that Reese Walsh is out. When's he back? Is he is he out till round three or is it including round three? No, out till round three. So two game suspension. And yep. yeah, so um, it'll be DWZ, you'd think, wouldn't you? Oh, that yeah, starts at fullback. 100%, 100%. Yep. And it'll be, is it going to be Jesse Arthur's on one wing? That's how they've got it. Jesse Arthur's on one wing and Montoya on the other wing. Yeah, that's what I think will happen. Yep. Um, in the centers, they've got Pompey and Berry. Sounding good for the moment. Yep. Uh, Berry, he... Berry does have a, a chance at being a fullback. Yeah. Um, especially with the, the uh, uncertainty of uh, Reese Walsh at the moment. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, he, he'd definitely be in the centers to start the season. Yep. Um, look, Fox Sports has got Ash Taylor in the six. That's where I probably differ a little bit. Um, who do you think is actually going to be the six? Your guess, as a word. Yeah. Um, I don't want this guy in, but I think he will be in, and that's Nikarima. I think him and SJ have partnered up a couple of times for great success for the Kiwis. I think that's the way they'll start. And I think CHT and and Ash Taylor will, will be playing for Redcliffe um, yeah. the, this year. The thing, yeah, the thing about Nicarima is weirdly, it's, uh, you know, we saw from Brown that he, I mean, maybe he does like him, but it just seemed like he didn't like him, you know, did a fair bit of dropping of, of Nicarima, you know, like he wasn't really trusted, I guess. But look, out of the CHT, Nicarima, and um, Ash Taylor, you know, I, I probably feel like they'd go with Nicarima as well because I, they've represented New, New Zealand, you know, in the half. Yeah. So I, I think uh, Nicarima has a better has a better running game than Taylor and and CHT, and 
with SJ there, hopefully managing, you know, the game, um, it will free up Nicarima a bit more to be the runner. Yep. He doesn't handle being the general. So I'm I'm hoping that it'll kind of help. Yeah, I mean, bit. he's not a bad runner, you know, so that'll be interesting to watch. Um, in the seven, it's going to be Sean Johnson. Um, you'd think, obviously, with Reese Walsh out for the, you'll get some goal kicking probably from him, wouldn't you, at the start of the season for those first two rounds. Um, AFB, Adam Fanua Blake in the eight. Wade Egan's going to be in the nine. Who's going to start? Obviously, Lodge is suspended. Is it going to be Bunty that comes and starts in the front row? I've I've got Bunty as yep. the uh, starting front row. Yep. But um, I can also see uh, Ben Murdoch Masilla yeah, getting that spot. Um, yep. Because I don't think they'll put Pina in to the starting team and. Uh, well, with uh, uh, while, while we're on Lodge, when is he back as well? Is he back at the same time as Walsh? It was, I'm pretty sure it was a one game, one game ban. For Lodge. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It'll be it just, with Reese Walsh, both suspended. Oh, it doesn't really say. Um, yeah. But look, we'll, we'll say that Lodge is obviously going to come back in, but it might be Bunty or BMM to start. Um, in the 11, it's going to be Curran. We've got Ewan Aiken in the 12, 13. You know, the Fox Sports has got Bailey Sirenin in the 13. Um, they've got Cody on the bench. If it's, I, I could see it being Cody in the six and CHT on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, look, the, the back row, back row sounds about what's going to happen, especially yep. with Tohu, Tohu out. Yep. Um, um, yeah. On the bench, we've got Tavanga. We've got Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and then the new acquisition from the Melbourne Storm, Aaron Penne. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a couple of questions in relation to that lineup. So we've, we've already answered what we think the six will be. Um, who is the winger and center wing for those that don't know, you know where everyone, what side of the field they're on? Who's going to be on SJ's side? Let's go okay. back, is- back row, center wing, and, and, um, and winger. Okay, so SJ plays to the right. Um, so that would be Curran as the the uh, back row. Centre will be Barry. And the winger will be Arthurs slash DWZ. Yeah. I know that Brandon from the Supercoach Experience has big on DWZ being the recipient of Sean Johnson's side. We're going to cover him tonight in the mids, but... That's interesting to know because I think particularly in, in my case for my team, I'm, I'm on a big decision. Maddo on a contract year looking, the rig's looking good or mm. a Curran, you know, f- at the sort of same price. I've never sort of played risky. I've always gone on sort of pedigree and not that Curran looks like a super coach friendly guy, definitely. But I just, you know, with Maddo, I feel like he, he's going to perform this year and he's you know, contract year, but it's good to know what side that, that we're expecting the players to benefit. And that'll, that'll, if you're, you know, all the back rowers that are run off SJ, even when he's not been at his best have benefited and improved. Um, All right. Well, let's look at their guns to start. I've got a couple of guns and it, look, even though it's not going to be relevant to, to round one, let's have a look at Tohu. I think is their ultimate gun. It's when's Tohu back. I've heard around 10, if, yeah, eight eight to ten. Yeah. Um, 
there were whispers of an early earlier uh, recovery, but at his age, prefer, it'd be risky. Yeah, yeah, I prefer eight to ten. Yep. So yeah, it leaves Aiken in the in the second row for a good chunk. Yep. I think he'll move he'll move back to centres once Tohu comes back. Yeah, I mean, um, but Tohu can play lock too, can he? Technically. Yep. Um, well, so, let's look at Tohu. In 2021, we know he had you know injury-affected season. The average was 68.6, but let's minus out the injury games because he did have um, the when the injury occurred and then when he came back and re-injured, um, the average over that time, minusing those two games, was 77, which is right about where, you know, Tohu's at. So... The question, you know, well, the things I've written down about him is, look, he comes back around round 10. It could spell the end of you and Aiken in the, in the back row. It doesn't really bother us for starting the year. If you can get 10 weeks out of Aiken in the back row at his price and duality, that's good. Um, I worry about he, he's coming back from an ACL, and we know that we don't see the best out of players usually first up, you know, from, a, um, from an ACL. Do you think that there's any chance anyone's going to run with Tohu when he comes back, maybe towards the end of the year? Or do you think just he's going to come in at 601K when he comes back in, which is pretty high price, um, and coming right back fresh off, a, off an ACL mid-year? How do you, how do you see that? I, I personally, I will pick Tohu up round 17 because mm. uh, I believe they've, they've got the round 16 by the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, Tohu would be a good end of season, uh, nice security, 70 point blanket. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, I think that's, that's one of the things that we're, you know, if he's around 17 sort of purchase, you get a number of rounds to look at him. You'll get an idea of his minutes because maybe he gets reduced minutes. You know, they don't have the worst, you know, bench options. And, um, you know, you know, you can bring Aiken, you can put him, you know, into in second row. So it'll be interesting to watch, but I think I would say that to people, you know, when he comes back in 10, watch him for 10, 11, 12, 13 at least, and maybe you can plan him into that second buy, but um, he is an absolute gun. And, you know, that average minus the two injury games, 77, you know, some people say toes getting older. Is it going to affect his output? Well, it doesn't. If he's not, if he's, I mean, he is getting a little bit more injured as he's getting older, but his average is still fantastic. Um, yeah. The other gun is Curran. Now, it's not really a gun price for him this year, really. It's it's, it's sort of upper tier, but it, he he produced some gun numbers, and we're going to concentrate on the gun numbers. I see him as a gun. His price is 586800 The average last year was 66.9, which is not bad um, at all. But we do know that you know he got... So he had varying minutes last year, and I want to concentrate on 60-plus minutes. When he got 60-plus minutes, Curran, last year, the average was 71.45. Now, that's getting up towards elite, definitely. Um, When he played his last five games, the average was 82. So he came home with a wet sail, and, you know, he's going to get 60-plus minutes now, you'd expect, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, he also, in in his lower-scoring games, he got sin-binned twice in uh, two different games. For stuff that wasn't that was clarified later as not being worthy of Sinbin. Yeah. So yeah, right. um, you know, that's that's eight points extra for two games. Plus he's had a couple of head knocks. Yeah. Um, or injuries. So 
Um, it's really interesting because, you know, I, I really, you know, there's just those players like TPJ has it. Curran has it. They just, are, you know, they're super coach friendly. Oh, what I really like about Curran is he's a competitor. He chases bombs and, and cross field kicks. You know, he, he hits hard in defense. I think I saw him do a beautiful try saver that looked like it was all for all money a try last year. I love the cut of his jib. He, he's a he, he's a likely customer. He also scored a, a really good try with a great try uh, celebration, only for it to be called wrongly for <laughs> for so yeah. Um, look, he he he's right next to SJ. I'm I'm picking a five to ten point uh, average boost. So. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think if you're looking at it conservatively, you know, SJ can still pop that beautiful short ball, you know, and I figure that Karen seems to have the, the, you know, the footy IQ to know what he's got to do, you know, I think. So I can see probably an uptick. I, re- I reckon he could average, you know, around that 75 mark. The minutes, you think he's going to, I mean, I took the snapshot of 60 plus minutes. We feel confident in that team because they've got a bit of an experience. If you're going with Bailey Siren and that lock and, you know, you've got some of these fringe, you know, like I love Bunty, you know, but I don't think he's going to play big minutes, you know. So yeah. I think his minutes are probably easily, we can say, especially with him. I think he really came on late last year and maybe, you know, coach has seen the worth of him. So I'm expecting 60 plus, you know. Yeah, and 60, I think, 65, I reckon he'll yeah. he'll get. And that's, I mean, he, he he's likely to play 80 minute games as well. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't, he, he's quite a fit player. Yep. So uh. now, you know, you answer this for me, you know, obviously you and I would probably, you would be a current person and I'd be a Maddo person. I've got my reasons why I will go Maddo. You tell me why you would prefer current over Maddo. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't trust Meadow's head knocks. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the Parameda uh, halves. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, um, and to me, Curran and SJ for me just equals dollars and points. Yep. So I mean, um, I've, obviously, like I, I had, I had Meadow in one of my draft first draft teams, but uh, um, not cost saving. I don't know how much Meadow is at the moment. Yeah, Meadow is uh, 569,300. So slightly cheaper. Yep. He's a little bit cheaper, but the thing is, and they're both actually in sort of pod territory at the moment, 8.2 for Mado, which is pretty good, I think, for Mado. And you've got um, Curran at 6.6, which is what appeals to me. Mm. You know, he's, he's, he's such, such a good player to be at 6.6% at the moment. So yeah. I'm really tempted. I think, you know, some of the... Ru- I it's kind of like when you're looking at, I, I was tempted for Lolo just because of his pedigree and playing safe. You figure he might've had just a bad year last year and you'll get back up to that 1.1 point per minute. You'll get up to the 55 60s again, minimum. If he's, if he's playing in the front row, I always trust those safe picks. And I always try to, if we've got an underpriced premium gun of the past, you know, I always tend to err on that side, but look, I think, there's going to be a split down the middle. I think a lot of people are going to take a punt on Curran this year, and I think it's well worthwhile. I think that's enough time on Curran. Um, let's yeah. go to the semi-guns. One of them that I will mention in semi-gun is Walsh. 
every time I mention fullbacks to um, guests on the program, I say I'm all for no funny business in fullback this year. That's that's my personal opinion. I think it's if if you can't afford Turbo because he costs an absolute premium, it's so easy to go Teddy and Paps. I've had some people throw up Walsh and uh, the young bloke from the Titans, Campbell, as mm-hmm. possibilities for it to start the year well and, and look for an upgrade, you know, because you can save a couple of hundred thousand in there. But I'm not for it personally, I think, especially with Walsh being suspended early. Yeah. Look, the suspension uh, kind of kills that off because he, he becomes available same time as Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. And Latrell's got the kicking. He's in a better attacking team. Yep. Um. So... Like if Walsh was an injured, I would I would be tempted to go Teddy Walsh. Yep. Uh or Pappy Walsh. Uh, until until Latrell's until I swapped him to Latrell in round five. But um no, I'm going with uh Pappy and Teddy. Yep, I think that that's the way to go. And look, Walsh, obviously with the suspension, I think it makes it easy for people. The things I will mention about Walsh. The average last year was 63.6 in the fullback positions. Not outstanding, really. He did get three tons last year, which is good. But the reason why I'm not interested in him for super coach this year is there's too many bad scores in him. Look, he got some good ones. He got the a couple of hundred, as we mentioned, three hundreds. He got a 90, he got an 80, a couple of 70s. But it's the low ones. You know, a fullback that gets 22, 27, 30, 34, there's some medium ones in there, 41, 42, 43. He can get a low one. Yeah, look, I think that's uh that's a lot to do with the Warriors um being a, not a great team last year. And like he, did they, just, they, he just came into grade, of course, yeah. as well. So you give him a give him a year to, to get and bearings. I believe one I believe one of those low scores was against the Titans in the last game where he lost the plot. Um and got suspended for uh, pushing someone, I guess. Yeah. Um, look, yeah, he's a he's a draft option, but not not a classic option. Nah, not for classic, and that's what I put. He's he's definitely not for me because of the low scores. But just as a rugby league fan, and even for super coach purposes, I'm interested to watch how he goes this year. Just to watch and see. I lost a bet last year to the Whisperer. We were betting Ponga versus um, Walsh for the last part of the year. And um, you, you know, it was a wretched old end for Ponga last year, and I ended up having to pay two hundred to the Whisperer. But the very good thing about it was we we both, whoever was going to win, donated to, to charity. So we donated off the charity. Thank you, Whisperer, you legend. But you know, um, I'm interested to watch Walsh this year and just see where he goes. I mean, I think it would be with the average last year of sixty three point six. I think a good year for Walsh would be is if he can average in the eighties. You know, a la sort of Ponga the last time he was doing well. And if he can cut out the twenties and, 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 and that in his scores and just get a bit more involved. I think, you know, someone's steering him around like SJ. I think everyone else is going to yeah. get better. And I think he'll I think, be better. Yeah. I think him running off SJ is a lot, lot more promising than him running off uh, CHT who look, I like his tenacity, but he's not, he's not a, a halfback for me. Yep, uh, he's more he's more of a hooker uh, type person in terms of great defense, but shit on like he's just completely lost his plot in 
his uh, attacking skills. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, the common thread is SJ. If yeah. SJ goes down. Yeah, it's all I mean, gone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Let's cover some of the other um, Sammy guns. AFB. 505,000 uh, for AFB. His 2021 average was 57.6. I'll just say quietly on the side, I saw an image of him and he's looking bloody good. He's looking fantastic. He's a, he looks a weapon. Um, Look, the 57.6 from him, it had a 14-minute game in there. You know, I think he got injured, Um, you know, for a low, low score. So That was Bruce's game. Yeah. So, look, I think he's a super coach-friendly player. I mean... You've got AFB at 500, you've got TPJ at 550, and you can go for 95 up to Hass. I'm not saying, you know, Mo Fodawaker, I went through figures with Brent on him. When Mo plays 50 minutes, he gets 60-something points, 62, nearly 70 points or something. He's mm. a weapon for Supercoach. Um, and look, he had some games in there last year that were 40 in the 40 minutes and stuff. So I think he's such an alpha. And if his body is holding up, I could see him playing 50 plus minutes this year. I think I think because he got injured against the Roosters, he had that really bad uh knee injury that was almost as bad as a car crash, apparently. Uh that was the velocity of how how his knee got hit. Um and I think they affected him near the end. He did mm-hmm. play, I think he played one game of 80 minutes. Yeah. So, um, look, good preseason. Yeah, he'd be a good 65-pointer. Yeah, I like I like the look of him. You know, he's, he's one of those super coach friendly. He's an absolute animal on the field. And if he got the minutes, I mean, if he played 60 minutes, he'd, he'd score 75. You know, that's the way he is. Um, Lodge at 498,300. We know he's suspended. I think it, I don't know if it's he's back by round two. But last year, Lodge, the average was 56.8. In his 50 plus minute games last year, Lodge, his average was 65.2, which is really good. Mm. Yes, and I mean, yes, he's, he, he's just got suspension hanging over him. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's a big suspension risk. Um, you know, you could probably, he's in sort of the wheelhouse of Uitikamano, who doesn't look like he's got a suspension in him. He's a bit cheaper. But look, mm. I mean, if you take a snapshot at Lodge and AFB last year, Lodge even looks better, you know, especially when he's getting 50 plus minutes. I think if Lodge was available right from round one, he might sway some people in, I think. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Be surprised if uh, Lodge is at Redfern, uh, not Redfern, sorry, Redcliffe um, next year. Next year. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. Another sort of, we're getting down to mids now. Aiken, we know, you know, that he's dual, which is really handy this year. Um, second row center wing. His average last year was 55.4, which is not anything to get too up and happy for. Um, but let's look at when he went to second row last year um the scores were much better um look i won't give you all of the scores but i'll give you the average 80.8 when he went to second row look he's at the right price he's a mid but he's he's one that you can pick in your center wing based on what we saw last year when he went to lock i mean went to the second row sorry he's sort of not a must-have but he's a definitely tugging on the old pick me (laughs) string isn't he this year are, are you picking him in, in CTW or are you holding him in, in 2RF? 
I actually, in the most recent iteration of my team, I've got him in the second row because obviously I've got Targo down in the center wing. doesn't matter. I could have either one, you know, really. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted, I could obviously bring him down to center wing and have Targo up in the second row and non on the bench, yeah. you know, if because he's obviously pl- actually playing in center. So that's probably how I'd likely do it. I much prefer the base of him, uh, Aiken, playing in the second row than Targo playing in the center wing. For scoring, um, and I know that I've got a couple of hard games to start the year. So essentially, I've got Targo up in second row and Aiken down in centre wing. But that's the reason why I've got one in one position and one in the other, so I can move them around. I really like him to start the year. I picked him ahead of Stags. You know, just what we saw he was capable of when he went to that second row. It's enough to sell me on it. And look, Stags can find an injury, and I think I'd like to wait and see what he he is. You know, I think he's a bit of a potential thing you know people go oh look stags is so capable of amazing scores in super coach and in nrl play he's awesome you know but it's not consistent at the moment and, and he has been injury prone look, even even when uh toad comes back and Aiken goes back to center he's not the worst center option he no, he's, he's not, not gonna, he's not gonna he's not gonna give you uh stains six points or <laughs> subs six points you know but yeah. he's, he's still not. He's not going to give the hundred and fifties either. Yeah, I mean, so, look, if he if he starts at four eighty six and he can get up to six hundred, you know, maybe you can. When Tohu's back, you can get yourself a Toto or a Garrick, yeah, because he's reached up closer to their price. Um, a midi, a popular midi for people to start the year. Sean Johnson, four hundred seventy one thousand. I've got him in amber on here, and you may not love to hear it from me because we're talking about all these fantastic things that happen for everyone around SJ. Um, the average last year was 52.7. Last year, you know, he, you know, the average is not, he, he's a, he's a gun of the past. And we do know that he's has had an injury or two, but I want to highlight this for people who are thinking about starting Sean Johnson this year, a score in the teens last year, two scores in the twenties. Um, he's had a couple of fifties, a 60 and three seventies. He, he's, Something that we never ever saw from Sean Johnson was teens, really in twenties. Um, are you pro Sean Johnson to start the year? Oh, I have to be because he's, <laughs> he's in my he's in my team name. SJ's yeah. back back again. Yeah. Um, look, I I can see where we uh, we're going with the, the the points, and that's that's. I think it's a sharks system issue. With uh, Moylan um, and some of the the alpha players in the Sharks team, and also he he was coming back off a, a major injury. Yep. Uh, that finished the season the year beforehand. So, yeah. um, look, look, I think he's probably you know he's not quite the gun he was in the past. He doesn't no. run anymore. He's got the pass on him. I think he's got some good people there to pass to, Karen and the like. Um, he's probably going to goal kick to start the year. I think if I was, it's like I was saying about Lolo on pedigree and while ago, Maddo, because he's a gun of the past. If I'm looking at Sexton, I'm looking at SJ, I'm looking at Dylan Brown. I'm taking SJ, you know, just because there's a bit of nostalgia about him going back home. You feel like he's going to have pretty much the keys. He's going to play happy. And when Sean Johnson plays happy, he plays much, much better, you know, and he won't. He won't get as many tries as he used to, those magical, you know, SJ highlight tries, but I can guarantee you he'll be getting a shitload of assists. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the average last yeah. year, 52.7. If he could find seven points on his average, I think at 60 with his price. What was his average in 2020 when he was happy at the Sharks? Oh, that'll be an interesting one. We'll keep talking. You t- we'll talk yeah. about um, the next person on the list, and I'll look up SJ for um, <laughs> for, for 2020. Um, De- De- Dylan Wateni Zalesniak. 467,100. So, I mean, people are picking stags. They're picking um, Aitken. And, and at the same sort of price point, you've got DWZ. He's, he's going to start at fullback for the first couple of games. Um, and then he's going to go out to Sean Johnson's wing. Now, look, his average last year was 53.3. Um, not horrific. Yeah, well, it's not the worst, <laughs> but it's not the greatest, really. But he, he's at no, 467, the average of 53. What is the SJ effect this year for DWZ? What do you think he's going to, you know, what do you think it's going to improve him this year for, for average? Okay, well, let's go back four years, five years. SJ's right wingers. We got David Pusatua, top yep. try scorer. Ken Mamalo, top try scorer for the, for the uh, Warriors and close to try scorer of the year for the um, NRL. Then he moves to the Sharks and uh, Katoa and Ronaldo benefit whoever was playing on the right. Yep. Um, it's it's just his left to right passing. It's just it's just superb. Yep. Uh, and so I, I I'm giving uh, an eight to ten point uh, upgrade to my cousin to <laughs> to. Uh, Improve to, uh, to improve, yes. He's, All uh, right, well, I've got SJ 2020, 68.1. I think anyone could get close to that, they'd be happy. I mean, I don't know if his body's up to it anymore, but you'll take 65 if it is there. Look, I don't, it's an ugly pick, I think, DWZ, because, you know, it's 467 for a winger, especially when you've got some of these two and 300. I'd probably take Cobo, you know. I know that he hasn't got an SJ there, but it's just a 160 cheaper. It, it'd be someone who, who is, a real left field pod, but he is going to be on the wing. He's going to start at fullback. So hopefully he gets a pretty good start to the year. And then he's going to go out to SJ's wing. So the Warriors Warriors first 12 games, I think eight of them, eight of them are winnable. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good good draw. So look, all I'll say on DWZ, you know, even if he's got, I mean, you'd hope that SJ gets this sort of stuff out of his system. Last year, we had a nine, we had a 23, we had a 29, you know, there was a 37 and 39, which is medium sort of scores, but he can find a low one in there. Mm. And it's just, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, you've got some like Alex Johnston, he either scores a nine or he scores a hundred, you know, we just got to think, is SJ going to, what's he going to do to that average? If you're on SJ's wing, maybe DWZ goes up from 53 to 60. I'm just, you know, we saw what you, you've got Aiken, who when he went to second row was averaging 80 last year. Maybe he's not going to do that. He could be 70, but, you know, it's it's going to be a bit left field, but I can see it. I don't, I don't think Dallin got too many tries last year either. Yeah. So uh, that may, I think a lot of those points were base. Um, so, and who's the center that's going to be out there with him? I am, it will be Barry Rocco. 
Yeah, so Barry, you know, he he's not really relevant. He he's fullback center wing dual. He's he's in one point two percent of teams, which everyone's obviously attributing that to I, the no. factor. No, sorry, no, 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 it's uh Pompey. 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 Rocco's Rocco's on our left. All right. So Pompey, you know, I don't know uh, a, a bloody thing about him. Three hundred and seventy two thousand. He costs mm. more than I expect. I don't no, think yeah. I don't think it's I think it could be the winger. You know, or Karen yeah. that might benefit from him. Um, yeah. That I'm just going to leave it. Pompe- Pompey could kick if SJ doesn't want to kick. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. But I mean, obviously Walsh will probably take him when he comes back. Um, here's a question for I'll go through the cheapy. Actually, there's a cheapy that I've got in my team currently, and that's Aaron Penne. Um, mm-hmm. I'll talk to you about Aaron Penne. He's come from the Melbourne system. I think he'll probably get around 40 minutes in that pack. I'm guessing he goes at a point per minute of one. So if he gets 40 minutes, he's going to score 40 points. Stacking that up against Lean Yu, who goes at a sort of 1.1, and he gets about 30 minutes. You know, I just feel like he's more of a slam dunk than someone like a Tapo Moroa, who I worry is not going to be in the team, you know, from round one onwards, you know. Um, do you think when Lodge comes back, who's going to drop out of the team? I have a have a nasty feeling that it will be either Katoa uh, or even Afoa will yeah. drop right out. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess that that's my real question. Is is Penne going to stay in the 17? I think the fact that they bought him from Melbourne, mm, he's going to be yeah. in the 17. No, he, so, he, he won't. He'll, he'll definitely be in the 17 every week. Yep. All right. Good, good. Well, I mean, I'm, I feel more confident about him as a pick in as a backup front row. I mean, we went lean you last year. He's there for 250 and I'm just going a different route. I like their draw to start the year. And I think he might coming from a Melbourne system, going to the Warriors, I think they'll be likely. And and that's the thing too. Um, You know, he could um get, get some minutes at lock, you know, because it's only Siren there. And I, I think Penny's played a bit of lock. So, you know, I just think he's a better prospect this year. I'm, I am going to the uh, the Storm Warriors trial uh, down here in Melbourne. So I'll uh, hopefully be able to get a, a first-hand look at them and and not just from the TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, good, good. Um, um, I, I, I want Pinay to be in the starting team. I, I want him. I think he – I think Melbourne didn't want to let him go. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big win for the Warriors. I think he could, if he plays well in the trials, he could usurp Surinan. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think he's going to get at least 40, you know, or all 35, 40 minutes. It'll be a slow burn, but I think he's got a hmm. possibility of the role improving, you know, for him. Surinan could go to the bench. Surinan could go to the bench, which would then drop CHT and Tebaga out of bench reckoning because Surinan can play. Uh, any forward play, uh, any forward spot, centers. He even was even named at, at five eight last year. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, look, it's good to hear on uh, Penne. I, th- I, I just wanted to know. You know, I, I figured in my logic, you know, that he's obviously been picked up by Melbourne. I know that they, you know, they were really happy about the acquisition, and mm. he's looked a good, you know, good prospect. He, so it'll be, it'll be in the seventeen. He is massive, and and he's got a big rig on him. So. Yep, yep, definitely. All right, well, look, um, let's look at the best prospects from the Warriors to finish it off. 
I think Curran is the best prospect. I'm umming and ahhing over him. He looks like he's an SC weapon. I think he should be higher owned than he is, probably. Um, I've gone Maddo, you know, but I'm certainly, you know, waffling between the two of them. I feel like going a pod or starting off a little different. So whichever one is the lower ownership, probably to start the year. Why not could, both? Yeah. Well, why not both? I mean, I've got who have I got in my second round? David Fafida, Ryan Madison, um, and who else have I got? In the in my second row, I think it's a midi. Um, I've got Aiken. That's right, Aiken as my as the other one. I've got Lukey on the bench, so you know um, that's my that's my second row. But I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna seriously think about current. Um, number two, while we're talking Aiken, I think he's their best second best prospect. Dual second row center wing. I don't think we're going to quite get, I mean, it was, it'll be wonderful if it was what he got when he went to second row, the 80 average. I don't know if we're going to get that or if it's sustainable, but it is a good early draw. SJ is at the club, you know, so hopefully they do some good attacking, you know, start to the year and play wise. And I think he's a good prospect for teams. I think he, I don't know what he's owned now, but he should be bloody high, high ownership. I think also, look, everyone's concentrating on SJ and the right, uh, but that could free up Nakarima and the left side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's so, a mid. And if he got the gig, you know, um, you he, know? Got a, he got a couple of hundreds yeah. last year in the career. And he, I think he was the top five, eight for the first half of the year. Yeah. Yeah. He Even was. This. And then when people brought him in, he got dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the thing about Nicarima is he's at a mid price. You know, you think that Johnson has the ball in his hands a little bit more, but maybe Nicarima could run. The thing that worries me about Nicarima, CHT, and you know, is is just the uncertainty in the oh, role. Yeah. You know, you'd be yeah. You're more likely business. to get. You're more likely to get like uh, a three game stretch from each of the players. Yeah, that's right. And Brown has a bit of that in him as a coach. Oh. I tell you what. Um, is there anyone else that I'm missing? You know, in the in the Warriors lineup, any more cheapies? Anyone that you'd like to mention no, for no. Super Coach purposes that you you rate or don't a- rate? Uh, look, there's a couple of uh, rookies that I think will will play at some stage this year, and a massive hypes on them. And it's uh, Ratava. He's yep. a big Fijian winger. Yep. Uh, from Melbourne Storm system. Yep. So, uh, good pedigree, and he could sneak into the the right ring spot instead of us. Uh, uh, sorry, the left wing instead of uh, Montoya. Yeah. Well, that'll so, be uh, yeah, one to watch. Big. One to watch for sure. I mean, if he, what's he cost? Because I mean, if he comes in and, and jags a wing spot, two hundred. He's bottom dollar. Yeah. Well, that'd be fantastic for teams. I mean, there's, you know, we hear words that maybe Suwali doesn't start this year right from round one. You know, we. Mm. We're taking punts on Tail and May. We don't, we, you know, could be stains quite easily. So if we got some good news, um, yeah. I don't really rate Montoya a whole bunch. bunch. So Look, you know. uh, I, I was a bit filthy when they when Warriors originally signed him. Look, he he, he wasn't bad in terms of NRL last no, year. No, it's okay, but but he, he he's very super coach irrelevant. Um so I'm hoping uh Look, I'm hoping Retiver gets a because I want I want a big body winger that SJ or Nickarima can kick to to get you know to uh, easy tries. But yeah. um, there's also a centre 
yep. called Vialia. V-A-I-L-E-A. He did play two games last year. Um, I can't exactly remember the, the average, but he's he's a he's a centre possibility if uh, Pompey and Berry have a, a, a bad start. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. he's probably one to watch. And I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Aiken's going to go back into the centre wing, you know, when mm-hmm. once Tohu's back. But a couple of good names to me, you know, to keep an eye on, especially if someone jags a wing spot to start the year, because we can certainly deal with, you know, some cheapies mm-hmm. anytime we can get them. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I mean, that's it. That's the Warriors in a nutshell. I think, you know, there's a few relevant players in there. I mean, personally, I'm a chance of starting with Curran. Um, I currently have Penne in the team. I'm not an SJ owner, but I have thought about AFB, you know, to, to start, um, you know, but there's there's some relevant players in, in there this year, definitely for them. Obviously, Aiken I've got as well. So that's the Warriors. Cheers. <laughs> well, thanks, Rick, and or, a.k.a. Rowdy from Fig Jam. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Everyone can find you guys on the Fig Jam. I was on your show last night talking a bit of classic and a bit of um, draft. Yeah. It's good to see you again the next night. Um, people, <laughs> can, people can find you on Twitter, on Facebook, um, on you guys are on Instagram as well. I've seen you on there. Yeah, Instagram. Um, Mitch does all the Instagram stuff. I'm I'm a Facebook and uh, <laughs> I'm just starting to learn uh, Twitter. Yeah. So um, I'm not as high tech as you with the old TikTok. <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah look rowdy rowdy at fig jam is my twitter um and fig jam dynasty sports on facebook uh on spotify um we if do you're, if you're you a know, draft you know if you're yeah. a draft player i mean we are obviously you and i are in a dynasty together a league there's a bit of chat about that mm. but you know there's draft is people the interest in draft is growing and if you're somebody who's getting into draft the fig jam you know podcast is a great one to listen to because you know, I go in and talk classic and I very rarely, you know, sometimes I go, oh, he might be a good option for draft, but that's all I ever say on on draft. So if you love draft, look them up, Fig Jam you know, Sports on, on all the socials and, and give them a follow because they're a good, good bunch of guys. And I go on every now and then, you know, uninvited sometimes. <laughs> I, I've given you my I've given you my Zoom code now, so I better I better keep an eye. Just in yeah, case I will. I'll just on. jump on at times. Um, but thanks so much for coming on and talking Warriors. I think you know we know now. You know, I mean, DWZ probably looks a better prospect than I would have ever th- thought because mm. I don't really rate him because of the low scores. But he is going to go in onto that SJ wing, so it's good to know that sort of stuff and get a, a, a few names of, of, you know, up and comers and what we think the lineup's going to be. So thanks so much for coming on and hopefully we can get you back on later in the year to chat a bit of super coach as well. Okay. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Have buddy. a good one. Randy and Kev came on talking super coach. We talked about the warriors and the dragons. It was pretty good chat. Hopefully it helps you out. Guys, you're legends, and we hope to have you back on again real soon. Much love. Talk again soon.